Is he talking trash? No, it's just Scott being Scott. It's time for Inez Says. Hey there, what's going on? Hope you're having a great week. It has been a wild and woolly week here in the United States. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Inez Says Pod. You can find it in the WDBO app, Spotify as well. Tell your friends about it. Well, as of this taping, as of this taping, the presidential election was still very much up in the air, though it does appear that Joe Biden has the inside track now. But make no mistake about it. This thing is not over with. The president is going to challenge several of these races legally. This morning, he challenged the race in Nevada. He's got every right to do so. So, it, folks, it's going to be a while. I mean, we may see Joe Biden come out and declare victory over the next day or so, but it's going to be a while. So what I wanted to do today is a few days after the election, I wanted to give you my three big takeaways from the crazy week that we're experiencing right now. And let's begin with number one. If I am a pollster, if I am a pollster, the second straight election, I am ashamed, I am embarrassed, and I'm looking for another line of work. And may I suggest becoming a member of the mainstream media because those folks don't have to be held accountable either. How can you be so wrong time after time? So incredibly wrong. They totally blew chunks all over themselves again. They told us after 2016 that they were going to fix their issues. They were going to be better. And that 2016 election, you know, it was it was just an anomaly, according to these people. Well, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. All the pollster pundits out there. You'll never be listened to again. And I realize there's this, there's this whole Donald Trump factor into the equation, and it's very difficult to quantify the Trump voter. I get all that, but shame on you, pollsters. Joe Biden, according to these folks, was supposed to be the clear winner. I mean, we heard from you know landslide victory to double-digit victory to the blue wave with the Dems winning the Senate and expanding their reach in the House. Well, look, the GOP is is very likely to keep their advantage in the Senate. The Dems, meanwhile, lost House seats. They lost House seats here in Florida, New Mexico, Oklahoma. And Donald Trump, by the way, garnered more votes at this point, 68.5 million votes. He garnered more votes this year than he did in 2016. So pollsters, go ahead. Start your own obscure podcast or blogs, whatever you want to do. You're done. You're done. No American should ever believe what you tell us again. So that's the first thing that was on my mind this week. The second hot take is this. Speaking of not believing in a group of people ever again, well, let's talk about the mainstream media, all right? Because for years, especially you guys who have been you know, listening to me for a while, you guys know that I have resisted the urge to, to bang on the media, to pound on the media, because being a member of the media for over 30 years like back in the day, there was something noble to it. There was something noble to it. We used to stand above the fray. We used to be the victors of truth and independence. We're not anymore. We're not. The media have become activists for the Democrat Party. Let's tell it like it is. I'm sickened by what has happened to this institution. And if we in the media now, granted, I used to be a journalist. I'm not a journalist anymore. I'm an analyst, okay? I'm an opinion guy. But if the media or journalism loses its independence, which it has for the most part, we won't have a republic, folks. 
That's how important an independent media is. How many times did you did you hear the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, all these media outlets calling Donald Trump a racist? I hear it all the time by a, a lot of Democrats. Donald Trump's a racist. They simply parrot what they hear in the media. Here's a quote. Racism is Trump's brand, wrote Paul Krugman of the New York Times. Trump's racist messaging seems to have held its strong appeal, wrote Claire Malone of the 538. Again, activism so far from truth. How do you know that? Look at the American public. The American public sees right through this nonsense. I've seen some of the preliminary numbers and they're eye popping. But you you look at the exit polls from 2020 compared to 2016, and they show that the president gained ground across nearly every demographic. He's up four points, at least four points with black men and black women, up three points among Latino men and Latino women. The only group where he lost ground. Okay. The only group where he lost, if this guy is truly a racist, the only group where he lost ground, white men, racist, huh? Despite an election that is still very much up in the air, even though Biden has the inside track, we know this, that Donald Trump got the highest share of non-white support of any Republican presidential candidate in the last 60 years. What does that tell me? Well, it suggests to me very strongly that finally blacks and Latinos are catching on to the fact that the mainstream media has become an echo chamber that is not standing up for them. They are standing up for themselves. You know, I talked about the pollsters earlier and and how their credibility is shot. Well, my mainstream media brethren, what you guys have done is just solidify your reputation as being partisan hacks instead of journalists who should be trusted and you're not anymore. That's on you. All right. My third hot take. I know, I know Joe Biden may very well become the next president of the United States, but I do believe that because of this election, the Democrat party, the party of Pelosi and Schumer and AOC and Bernie and Adam Schiff, it's got to change. It's got to change. Hopefully now the great Democrat party, which has an incredible history, the great Democrat party now will be forced to get back to what this party stood for when I was a kid. And that is the working class people of America. What is it now? It's a bunch of radicals that that has totally lost its way. It's a party of special interest. This used to be a party against big business, right? Against special interests. Now it's the party of every special interest out there. Big tech, big government, big business, corruption. I mean, Democrats used to rail against all this kind of stuff. And now they've become what they once despised. The Democrat Party, even though it may win this presidential election, is losing the hearts and minds of the American people. Now, how can you say that, Inez says, right? I mean, after all, the Dems may win the presidential election. My response would be, yes, that may happen. Okay, but this is a party that has lost its soul in the process. And many Americans realize that. And again, we tell it like it is on this podcast. If COVID does not happen, Donald Trump wins this election, not in a landslide, because no Republican in our current condition is going to win in a landslide. But there are just too many institutional forces against the Republican when it comes to the presidential race. And in particular, this race, way too many institutional forces. But you go ahead and look at the election map. Look at it. It's mostly red, with the exception of the edges and a few dots all over the country. It's, it's mostly red. This nation is still very much center right. 
And what the Democrat Party has done is move so far left that they have totally abandoned its sustainability. And I think this election proved that the Democrat Party had better change. They had better change. Look at the aforementioned minority numbers. Donald Trump may have won as much as 12, 13% of the black vote this year. Look at the Latino vote, the largest minority group in America. These numbers are astounding for a Republican candidate. By the way, in Texas, we're talking about a number as high as 47% of the Hispanic voters back Donald Trump in several heavily Latino border counties in the Rio Grande Valley region. That's a longtime Democrat stronghold. You look at here, here in the state of Florida, Donald Trump won 45% of the Latino vote. 45%. That's an 11-point improvement from his 2016 performance. Now, you say 45%. Okay, that look, that's not just the Cuban-Americans' influence in Miami-Dade. That's Mexicans, that's Puerto Ricans, Venezuelans, Brazilians, Democrats. Get the picture. The Latino community is telling you we are moving away from you because of all the socialistic baloney that you are buying into and trying to sell to me. Socialism on paper looks ideal, but these are people who have seen it play out in front of their very eyes in their native lands, and they are sending a strong message politically. So the Democrat Party, a party that has taken advantage of its relationship with the minority community, Latinos and blacks, will not be able to take advantage of that relationship anymore. From here on out, the party, if it wants to survive, will have to shun its wacko, radical left forces and move to the center where the rest of the country is, or else you die on the vine. So, look, th those are my three main takeaways for now. Personally, what do I think is going on here with all these vote counts? We knew. Like I told you on this podcast several months ago, you knew that the mail-in votes were going to be issues in states where they did not do mail-in voting prior to this election. You knew there was going to be an issue there, and there is. Have there been some shenanigans going on with these vote counts in Arizona, Atlanta, Philly, Milwaukee? My spidey senses are up. Let's just put it that way. I'm not, look, I'm, I'm not prone to conspiracy theories I'm not prone to crying about losing elections. I'm not prone to rioting, okay? And, and by the way, I haven't seen any Trump supporters out there stealing washing machines or stealing Nike sneakers. But my spidey senses are up. And I'm not just saying that because I lean center right. If Biden wins fair and square, look, let's, let's all move on with our lives. But things are not adding up. And with so many stories out there of voter fraud, my suspicion is that we're going to have some issues here. Now, why would I say that? Look at recent history. Look at how the Democrats have tried to attack this president from all angles. The Mueller so-called investigation, which cost us up to $50 million. The Russia hoax, the fraud of an impeachment, the fraud known as the Judge Kavanaugh hearings, the way the media being so complicit has swept under the rug Joe Biden's shakedowns of foreign governments. Big tech's part in this whole thing. Look, if Biden wins fair and square, let's go ahead and move on. I, I, I think President Trump has to take this to the legal limit here. I am very skeptical right now of a true vote count in all those swing states. I'm skeptical because I'm skeptical of what I've seen from the radical left over the last four years of Donald Trump's presidency. I'm skeptical of big tech, big media, powerful forces out there who are hell-bent and have been hell-bent for the last four-plus years of taking down this dude. I'm a believer in the American people. So if you're a President Trump supporter, 
I don't think you should give up hope just yet because this guy, we all know, he is a fighter. He is a backyard brawler, and I think he's going to go to the fullest extent of the law in challenging each and every one of these swing states' results. And that's exactly what he did in Nevada this morning. We know this. The media is not going to do its job. So it's going to be up to Trump. It's going to be up to Rudy Giuliani and that other team of lawyers to get this done for them. What happens in the very near future, I don't know. But I do know this. The president has survived every fraudulent hoax thrown his way by a far left that has lost its way. And the question is, can he do it one more time? Thanks for joining me here on the Inez Says Pod. I appreciate you being here, and I will see you next time.